Thanks for tuning into this podcast from KYMN Radio. Consider subscribing to get notifications the next time we post a podcast. And if you enjoy this, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast and share with a friend or on social media.
last week, the two hosts of the weekly list said this. My thing with the Stones is that um, they don't need Mick Jagger. They're a better band for having Mick Jagger yeah. in the band, but they don't have to have Mick Jagger to be the Rolling Stones. And I totally agree with that. Keith Richards yes. is, 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 is the Rolling Stones. He, in my mind. He, yeah. he, and you got to have Charlie, Charlie Watts. Watts. Daniel G. Moyer and I, who can look at a band and both say they are great and then completely disagree on the reasons why, both said in a moment of rare unanimity that the Rolling Stones are not the Rolling Stones without Charlie Watts. It was true when we said it, and unfortunately, it remains true today. Charlie Watts, who had played the drums in the Rolling Stones since January of 1963, passed away on Tuesday morning at the age of 80. The rock-solid, somewhat crusty, often underwhelmed lover of jazz who powered one of the most important rock and roll bands in history became the first member of the band, past or present, to pass away in more than 50 years. He had been the balance to the two massive personalities that stood in front of him for nearly 60 years. Where Mick Jagger and Keith Richards would prance, preen, and stagger around the stage, clearly aware of their place in the hearts of all who saw them as well as their place in history, Watts sat almost perfectly still behind his drum kit, moving only to play his instrument with masterful precision and economy of movement. Jagger and Richards' lifestyles are legendary, especially when it came to members of the opposite sex. Watts married Shirley Shepard in October of 1964, and the two remained married for the rest of Charlie's life. Where Mick and Keith were swaggering and bombastic, Charlie was quiet and thoughtful. Where the Glimmer Twins are known as much for their style, particularly Jagger, as anything, Charlie Watts sat in their shadow, providing the substance they needed to produce some truly legendary music. This is not to say that Watts didn't know his importance. The most famous story about Watts begins when his phone rang in a hotel room sometime and somewhere during the Stones' early 80s Tattoo You tour. He answered only to hear Jagger's voice on the other end saying, Where is my drummer? Get up here. Watts got out of bed, showered, shaved, put on one of his freshly pressed suits for which he was famous, and went to Jagger's room. When Mick opened the door, Watts punched him squarely in the face. As Jagger lay there in a combination of shock and agony, Watts pointed a finger at him and said, I am not your drummer. You are my singer. Do not ever forget that. And then he walked away. Tonight, the weekly list pays tribute to a man whose importance in the history of 20th century music cannot be understated. If, as my co-host and I both agree, if Keith Richards is the soul of that band, Charlie Watts was the heart. He was the skeleton upon which Jagger and Richards and Brian Jones before them built an incredible and unshakable body of work. Tonight, we remember Charlie Watts. My name is Rich Larson. His name is Daniel G. Moyer. This is The Weekly List. Well, good evening, everybody. You're listening to AM 1080 and FM 95.1 KYMN Radio in beautiful downtown Northfield, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us once again for another edition of The Weekly List. Um, yeah, this is we not did, what we were We planning. did not plan to do this show tonight, did we? No, not at all, especially after last week's Stone show. Exactly. We did, we did a Rolling Stone show last week. This was... Um, this was the last thing I would have expected. Yeah, I mean, I even teased what we were going to do last week. You did, and, but... And that's going to that's gonna be sitting on the back burner for a while. It'll come back around again. There yeah. will be other occasions to do that show. Um, but 
Uh, Charlie Watts. Yeah, you pa- got you got to go with. I, you, you have to. You have to. There's nothing else to do except. Well, yeah, you got to What talk would about, we do? We, we like to, uh, what we planned, and then all of a sudden, just go. Oh, by the way, Charlie Watts died the other day, and here's the other song by this that we're gonna play. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. No, that ain't gonna happen. I. Uh, um, there's two. There's two really big things at play here. First of all, it's just the passing of a legend. Yeah. In and of itself, Charlie Watts was. Um, I, he, he was about the most perfect drummer you could find he was can you imagine the rolling stones with anybody other than him i mean there's 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 technically better drummers there there's um i mean there a drummer has to fit the personality of the band correctly i mean you cannot imagine the who without keith moon you can't you cannot imagine the beatles without ringo and you have to have Charlie Watts in the Stones. Well, Charlie Watts was the balance yes. in that band. I mean, you've got you've got like a you know you've got these two giant egos. Yeah, you got the fulcrum right there exactly. between the the mind and the soul. And you're absolutely right. And Charlie was the heart. He yeah. was the beat, and he kept the whole thing steady and together. Yep. And he could manage the difference between sloppy, um, which to be quite honest with you, especially the Ronnie Wood. Keith Richards. Oh. There's so much intertwining between guitars, it's and you you needed to have Watts there to balance between those two, Something. and then you go over the top with mixed voice. <laughs> there know. there has to be precision in that mm-hmm. music somewhere, and, and and if it's not Charlie Watts, it's not it, it's just not there. Yeah, I mean, so that's how it has to be. Yeah. So. So. Yeah, so th- we started tonight with uh, Live With Me from Let It Bleed, um, and we talked about that song last week yeah. as well. We didn't play yeah. it, so it's yeah. good that we got to play it this time. Yeah. Uh, there's a great version on the Shine a Light documentary, yeah. or, or concert film. Yeah. The, the, the soundtrack with, to which, by the way, is out of print. Is it really? Yeah, which is just a, a real shame, because they're, they're, I mean, you can find the music on uh, on YouTube. Okay, can you find it on like Apple Music? No. or? Really? No. no. Well, yeah. then I'm glad. That yeah. I yeah. That. I, yeah. Exactly. I'm glad I bought the album when well, I did. Well, my guess is that it's, there's so many guests on it. You got Christina Aguilera who sings "Live with Me." You got Jack White. You have got all these people. And my guess is that they probably just ran out of the artist rights. Probably. That's how music works yeah. these days, kids. Yeah. It's all it is oh, that, that dollars and t-shirts. Anyway, uh, "Live with Me." It's uh, it's it's a cut from um, uh, "Let It Bleed," 1969. Mm. Um, and it's just that that driving beat, <laughs> isn't that? Cuts right through the the funky Bill Wyman uh, yeah. bass intro. I mean, that's just it's just perfect. And it's got that right element of R and B soul, exactly. And the, you know, all of this exactly the, the charts exactly. and everything is just nuts. Charlie Watts was not a flashy drummer. No. He was not Keith Moon. He, no, was, he was not, not. John Bonham. He wasn't even Phil Collins for that matter. Mm-hmm. Charlie was a human metronome. Like yeah, yeah he just was perfect. In the way he played, and he, you know, and he played, he, he played jazz style. He had the, the, yeah. the way he held oh, his, yeah. uh, his left stick, and and uh, I mean, it was all he. Charlie came from a, a jazz background. Yeah, he did. He had to learn about the blues from uh, Jagger and 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 Jones and, and Keith Richards. They yeah. had, like had to sit him down and teach him about that stuff. Yeah, um, but. Uh, uh, but then you know it worked. <laughs> yeah, it, it did, and he. Uh, we'll talk more about his style later on because there's some better songs that give some example. But "Live with Me" is a really good intro, just to kind of the the powerhouse that he was. Right. And I always was very impressed with the, his approach on the snare drum, his 
the way that he would attack the snare. And he had typical rock and rolls in 4-4 time. And I'm going to go on a little bit. And the beat's really on the 2 and 4. You know, 1, 2, like Okay, we get it. So anyhow, he had a real kind of laconic way of hitting the 2 and 4. It sounded sleepy, but it was also driving. And it's such a weird thing to be able to do. And he did it better than anybody and that's why he fit with the stones because it worked it worked yeah yeah no it did it, it worked it worked yeah. maybe the way I, I the way i look at charlie watts is um you think of the rolling stones as a christmas tree okay mm-hmm. charlie was the tree yeah he was ron ronnie wood mick taylor brian jones keith richards mick jagger they're the decorations mm-hmm. on the tree but charlie's the tree yeah you know and it's so you take away the tree and you've just got a big mess on the floor. Yeah, right? that's true. Right? So there it is. Okay, so that was Live With Me. Um, then we're going to go with, next is going to be Beast of Burden. Which is my the perfect example of a Christmas tree. Yes, exactly. Yes. Um, and this is also from the Some Girls album in 1978. Um, Some Girls is one of my favorite records, and I love this song, Beast of Burden, because um, it's got that kind of... This gives a good example. I was talking about the interplay between Ron Wood's guitar and Keith Richards, and they mm-hmm. play off of each other, and nobody plays quite straight. Right. Um, nobody. And But because Charlie Watts approaches the song in the manner that he does, centering the beat, it allows both Richards and Woods the space to go off the beat yeah. and to intertwine yeah. their guitars. And that was the difference between last year or last week we were talking about the Mick Taylor. And Mick Taylor was definitely a virtuoso. Mm-hmm. There are no virtuosos on this, but there's an interplay between Woods and Richards that was never part of the Taylor years. No, no, absolutely it not. It was never. No, no it, in, in fact, Mick Taylor and Keith Richards had very different styles. Oh, like, completely. You, you go back and listen to that era. You, you can totally tell who's playing what. In between, like, but with Richards and Wood, you can't always tell who's playing which. No, fly. Yeah. Well, it, this sounds. It, this feels more like fabric that are, are yeah. is kind of uniformly yeah. being stitched from two different sides, but meets in the middle. Yeah, and you have to have Charlie Watts that serves as the frame mm-hmm. for the whole stitchery. And yeah. so, um, we're gonna play Beast of Burden. Um, listen to that kind of interplay between the two guitars. Mick's voice over the top is okay. That's that's great. Thanks, Mick. But really, in my mind, this is about the interplay between the two, two guitars and then how um, Charlie Watts assembles the frame and then Bill Wyman adds to it as well with his bits. But it's mainly Charlie Watts. At some point in this show, we're going to have to talk a little more about Bill Wyman and, and, <laughs> and, and what he meant to the Stones, too, and, and, and why, you know, part of my, I, I've said many times that the Stones haven't made a great album in 40 years. Well, for 30 of them, it's been, it's been because the Bill Wyman's not playing bass. That, I, that, I'll give you some points on that, but um, this is Beast of Burden here on KYMN Radio 95.1. The One.
From 1983, that was the Rolling Stones with uh, Under Cover of the Night, a precursor to Mick Jagger's first failed solo album. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I like that just because, I mean, that's... I don't dislike that song. Yeah, I mean, and I know that I have an unpopular opinion on this, but the Undercover album is actually one of my favorite Stones albums just because it's so bizarre. Please, folks, do not hold this against him. Thank you. Hey, my opinion is my opinion. Oh, no, it absolutely is your so, opinion. I'm just trying to protect your bona fides. That's all. Okay, that's totally fine. You know. um, I I really like everything about that track. I mean, I like the video as well. It was It's a great video, especially for I was reminded age. today that MTV refused to play that video. That's right, they did. Because it was too violent. It was Actually, it was, yeah. I got a phone call from a friend of mine uh, today who called me up just to tell me this story. When he was, he grew up uh, in, in, in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he used to listen to this uh, when he was growing up. It was this uh, radio station out of Pittsburgh. And uh, when he was 12 years old, his alarm would go off at the same time every morning. And it was like Groundhog Day, he said, for like months. <laughs> his alarm would go off, and somewhere in there, the, the like within the like two minutes, the radio station would play Undercover of the Night. Oh, nice. Every, and what he, what he found out later was the, the radio station was going without a DJ at that point in okay, the day, so, they had it, set so auto, it was just yeah. there was just a loop that 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 it was on and undercover the night just happened nice. to hit there every single time. But I mean that it's a weird album. Um, the song "Too Much Blood," I love that, and, and I remember hearing that album on the first time when it was aired at midnight on the radio. I was in Rapid City, South Dakota, and the, it was obvious to me that the DJs had not vetted the album first because there's <laughs> there's language on the yeah. song "Too Much Blood," yep. and there's something about that that whole record that's got a really off kilter, nasty groove that I like. Yeah, but um, the next song that we're gonna do, I really think, is a great indication of Charlie's. Um, respect in the jazz community. We're going to be talking about the song Waiting on a Friend. Wait, hang on. Yes, it's Waiting on a Friend is next in the list. Um, yes, and and the reason, <laughs> yes, the reason that I... First of all, I love this song just for the chord progression. Um, this song taught me how to play a C7, which is the first yeah. chord that you hear. It goes from a C7 yeah. to an F. But what I really love most about this is it's got Sonny Rollins on saxophone. Right Now, for jazz heads... Sonny Rollins was one of these purist guys um, who would literally take sabbaticals and not play, not perform on stage or not record so that he could do his entire purpose of just practicing. And he famously took from 1959 to 1961 off. And what he did every night in New York City is he used to go to the Williamsburg Bridge in the middle of the night. This is like 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock. And he'd stand on the bridge and he'd just play. Wow. He'd just play. And he developed a new technique and style on how to do this. And in 1962, he released a fantastic record called The Bridge that is, if you're a jazz guy, listen to it. Because you hear, at that time, if you understand historical context, he's done something completely different. And the fact that the Rolling Stones in 1981 were able to get a cat as hip as Sonny Rollins to play on a track like Waiting on a Friend, that's all because of Charlie Watts' jazz pedigree. Except that um, Waiting on a Friend, though, was recorded. Oh, yeah, it was recorded at a different time. That's it true. was recorded in like 73. 
three or five. Like it was recorded right, right around the same time as Goat's Head Soup. Was it really? Yeah. That, okay. Yeah, because yeah. that's right. Tattoo You came out right. in 81, but it was right. a collection of all kinds of stuff over a period of time. Right. It was an odds right. and sods collection. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, I mean, even that, the Rolling Stones, Charlie Watts was known in the jazz community. Oh, yeah, he was. And the, Sonny Rollins, the fact that he would deign to even play on a Rolling mm-hmm. Stones album. If Charlie Watts is not in the band, you don't have Sonny Rollins playing on right. this track. You just flat out don't. In the last 30 hours or so, I've probably read 42 different articles about Charlie Watts. <laughs> <laughs> and What a it, shock. <laughs> and one of them, I don't remember which, I'd, I really wish I could remember who it was because I'd like to credit the author on this one. But um, the whoever wrote it was talking about how really what the dynamic in the Rolling Stones is all about is... Mick and Keith and whoever else is playing guitar, all trying to impress Charlie. That's could, yeah. what it's about. Yeah. And Charlie was never impressed by Mick or Keith. No, or whoever, he was never. Whoever else was playing guitar. Um, the only time he ever showed that he was ever impressed by anyone in the studio was when Sonny Rollins came in to play this. <laughs> I know. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, yeah. Well, and it gets right to the point. I am not your drummer. You are my singer. Exactly. And... Charlie Watts was a pure musician, and yes, was. jazz was his real passion. The thing that was frustrating to me is I don't find enough of him playing on jazz records. You know, I, I went looking for a real search, and I could not find a whole lot. And Well, now, granted, we did this under duress and right. under short circumstances. <laughs> we, we, we threw this show together in less than 24 hours. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. 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 Uh, um, you can find uh, those albums. A lot of those albums are out of print. Yeah, they are. That's you, the problem. You can find um, some of his music on YouTube. Yeah, some of it, but not a lot of it. And really, I mean, it's it's uh, it's uh, the stuff that's on YouTube. The thing about the jazz stuff that I found was that when he's playing with his jazz band, he's very much like with the Stones. I mean, he's not flashy at all. No. He's not. He's not. He's he's just laying back and he's letting everyone else do their thing, and he's just providing the foundation. Right, Charlie Watts. In a lot of ways, we did the show on Jeff Beccaro. He was very, very similar in the way that a really good drummer doesn't need to impress you; they just need to serve the song. Right. And Charlie Watts served the songs every single time. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that was his skill. All right. So from 1981 and possibly 1973, or somewhere around that time, this is the Rolling Stones and Charlie Watts featuring Sonny Rollins with "Waiting on a Friend." From on 95.1 KYMN. The Watts.
1966, as has been greatly discussed in this studio while you were <laughs> listening to that song, uh, that was Painted Black. Uh, I got two things to say about this okay. song. First of all, I'm very happy to have been able to play that song mm-hmm. because 32, 30, yeah, 31, 32 years ago, when I was uh, a student at St. Olaf College. I know what you're going to say. You do? Ward Sutton. No. Okay. No, no, that door. The, yes. Yeah, no, the, 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 that was actually my freshman year. Um, in, no. That was about. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go anyway. ahead. Tell your story. <laughs> Ward Sutton is, a, is a, a friend of Dan's and a guy I know who I went, actually was two years ahead of me in high school and then was two years ahead of me at St. Olaf, mm-hmm. who is an incredibly established artist and, and uh, um, he, may, he writes political uh, com, uh, mm-hmm. cartoons for, for the Boston Globe and the New Yorker and the New York Times, and he's, he's, he's amazing. 
and he had a he had a uh, he had painted a door black, uh, yeah. and he had used red paint to kind of give a visage of uh, Mick Jagger yeah. on it. And I it, and it was called Paint It Black. And yeah. I I remember going, yeah, well done, Wardo. Yeah, and well, I talked to him afterwards, and you know, he and I used to hang out and stuff like that because we were JCs together. Yep. And so I I just thought that was really kind of cool. Anyway, so, okay, so sorry about that. I, it was it had to have been my senior year because I was playing in a band my senior year in at, at Olaf, and we had rehearsal time at. The they called it the Lions Pause. It was like the the uh, on campus sort of nightclub thing, and I remember sitting outside of uh, the rehearsal space one day, listening to who whatever band was rehearsing before we went in there, and they played Paint It Black, and they played it so poorly, it was so <laughs> bad that I thought to myself, "That's it. They've just killed that song. You will never hear that song again. That song just died." You yeah. just saw it blood red. <laughs> exactly. Now the other thing I wanted to say please about say, please don't say that I was in that band or something. You like were not. That. You were not. But now I've I've actually forgotten my uh, my second point okay. uh, about that uh, that song. So you say whatever you're going to say. Well, yeah, say well the thing about Paint It Black, I, I just remember there was a tremendous amount of controversy over this at times because wasn't there a record executive who put a comma or or between the word it, it and, and black, black and it yeah. changed the thing and i was like god what what are you doing what are you what doing, are you, doing? You, know? you know and i yeah. think that the rolling stones embraced a lot of controversy which i thought was interesting because charlie watts was such a normal guy right and so stuff like that i i often thought all the shenanigans that would go on with the rolling stones you know like Ron Wood or whoever almost brought down the Canadian government. <laughs> that was Keith Richards. Was it Keith Richards? Yeah, because because the, the, the affair the, with Trudeau's yeah, wife. Well, the the rumor is, uh, yeah. and it's never really gone away. It's never been disproven. It's never been proven. Um, Pierre Trudeau's wife, who by the way is Justin Trudeau's mom, mm-hmm. was having an affair with Keith Richards while she was the first lady of Canada. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I always thought how uncomfortable this must be for Charlie Watts. He's been married. His entire life, ever since he was young, yeah. and he's been a very staid, normal, always looked perfect. Oh yeah, I mean impeccably the, just dressed, a dapper man, exactly. And then such a well thought of musician yep. from serious guys, you know, yeah. in the jazz yeah, yeah, community yeah. and yeah. in in all of the realms of music. And you're playing with this dirty, dirty. Rock and roll band that has controversy and drugs and all kinds of stuff and oh man, this sort of plays into the second point I was going. Okay, make. yes, there I, f- I fed you. Your you did, meal. you there did. Um, from time to time, in the Stones' career, they have sort of, I don't, I'm not going to say veered off course, right? But they have like they veered off course. They have, they have. Well, they're you're right, but they've also like tried to experiment with some things, mm-hmm. and you know, Brian Jones. Th- this was all this paint of black was all about Brian Jones wanting to play the sitar, right? Right, and and okay, so let's like make an Indian song, and and <laughs> and, and like, or you know, we're gonna, later on we're going to get into some of the psychedelia, yeah. and we're even going to play a disco song, and and um, through it all, <laughs> Charlie Watts, who is a jazz drummer, would always say. No, this is a rock and roll song, and would make sure it was. Paint it black is a rock and roll song yeah. because of the way Charlie is playing the drums. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. a great point, right there. That's yeah. a really good point. Um, this next song is one that I found, and this was one of the few jazz things I could find, I guess. Yeah, and it's a version called Sa- of Satisfaction, but it's called Satis, and that's in parentheses, yeah. and it's really called Faction. Faction. And this is the Danish. 
radio big, jazz big, big band, band ensemble yeah. with Charlie Watts. And this is a live recording. And it, it's not a mind-blowing jazz take on it. But, but it's pretty good. But quite frankly, you're not going to hear another uh, another record on the, sh- on the show where Charlie's more out front Ooh, than yeah. on this one. Yeah, so I, this one seemed perfect. Yeah. Um, so this is... That kind of jazzy take on status or satisfaction on KYMN Radio 95.1. One.
Charlie Watts. Charlie Watts, ladies and gentlemen. I always felt very sorry for Brian. He was two things. He was not very nice, and he upset people very easily. He wasn't very pleasant, I mean. You know, the last few years of his life, but I felt even sorrier for him for what we did to him then. We took his, his one thing away, which was being in a band. I, that's my opinion.
1965, featuring Brian Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was uh, Get Off My Cloud. I, I told that story earlier about the uh, the band I heard that that tried to play Paint It Black and murdered it. Yep. I was um, um, playing with a, a, a bunch of pickup guys, just a, a little pickup band one night, and we tried to do uh, Get Off My Cloud. They wanted me to sing it. Mm-hmm. It's a hard song, isn't it? I can't sing that. That's a hard song it's to sing. It's a hard song. It's a really hard song to sing. This was one of the songs that I picked. Yeah. And the reason I picked it is that groove, man. Yeah. That There's a groove that's going on I in there. I just and had the, the thing. Boom, the boom, thing boom, just boom, swings, boom. and it swings because of Charlie Watts. Right. And the songs that I picked, I tried to pick his sound, but slightly different visions and variations on it. I've got the swing. I've got the, the stuff on snare crisps. And all kinds of stuff, but this one, this is his groove yeah. song, and I dig that man. Just before we played that song, there was a little snippet from an interview with mm-hmm. uh, with with Charlie Watson. Actually, it's taken from two different interviews and sort yeah. of put together. It is, I think, I've heard Keith Richards talk about Brian Jones quite a bit. I've heard Mick Jagger talk about Brian Jones a lot. Yeah, um, that was the most compassionate thing I've ever heard any member of the band. Uh, say about Brian Jones yeah. we, we took the one thing he had away from him he that was being in a band and we took that away from him yeah I just you know and and Charlie Watson Brian Jones did not get along <laughs> no they did not they did not get along well at all and 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 that that was very cool of Charlie to say about his former bandmate but at the same time we talked about this Brian Jones could not have stayed in the Rolling Stones the Rolling Stones would have not existed no. past and no. it was Brian Jones was a genius, and he was he was responsible for them becoming the Rolling Stones. But at the same time, um, he, he was just, a, he was a tortured genius. He was a tortured genius, and it just wouldn't have worked. And it really needed to follow the progression that it followed. Yeah, and and he he, he Brian Jones formed the band, uh, but the band evolved away from him. It did. It and, really yeah. did, and it had to. Yeah. Um, so that actually brings into kind of a question. I mean, we're about midway through the show, and I think it's important to ask um, what's up next here on this, <laughs> you know, in all of this. I Well, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. Oh, okay, be, good. Because I'll tell you what's up next, Danny, oh, actually. What's, are, are we going to – this has been a heavy show for me, man. So, I mean, I've, what, what's I've, up next, Well, dude? I've got a little something – for you, I, I I put together a little a little a do, little thing, do, a little do you, surprise. Do you really? Yeah, I I, I uh, um. I'm salivating like Pavlov's dog here. So please tell me. <laughs> I uh, asked my friend Wendy Nordquist, who who uh, uh, does the weekend shows yeah. on, on KYMN, yep. uh, if she would help us out with something. And so, hang on, I'll be okay. right. I'll be right uh, back. I'll, I'll just. I will be sitting here anxiously awaiting. Okay, hang on. Time now for the Weekly List Haiku Corner. Brought to you by Imminent Brewing, a truly poetic brewery. Here is your host, Haiku Rich. Ah, uh, ah, uh, right? Right, um, uh? You know, and you said that my liking undercover was straining my credibility. Really, dude? Really? You, you, I, you don't, you don't, no, I've been replaced. I got to call out. Hike. Wendy did a fantastic job. I'll give you, but don't don't rip my friend Wendy. I'm not ripping Wendy. Wendy did a fantastic job. Wendy was wonderful. She was great, but 
Seriously, dude. Really? It, it's the poetry corner, so we had to, had to do something, you know, kind of classic. Here's good. Haiku Rich. Class up the joint. Class up the joint. Okay, well. Okay, deliver. Uh, oh, maestro. Oh, maestro. Please deliver. I And I'm still going to pick on you during these haikus. And, and I, I love your haikus, so take it. Now that you've got a new little setup thing. Welcome to Haiku Corner. Thanks. Yeah. I'm your host, Haiku Rich. People call you that, huh? They, I, they, they to your do. face. They, they actually do. call that they to do. your they, face. They, they walk in and brewing and they go, hey, you're Haiku Rich. <laughs> yes, we both have faces for radio, so everybody knows what we look like. Uh, so I've got three tonight. Okay, good. And these are, this is, there's no narrative in this one. There's these just sort of, oh, just, you know, okay. these are three standalones. I'm going to cry, aren't I? I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I always cry when you do these things. Okay, okay go here ahead. we go. You guys are just clowns. Rock and roll is so boring. I want to play jazz. Nice. Yeah. Well, you got <laughs> you. You kind of nailed the Charlie Watts yeah, ethos. Exactly right. There. right. <laughs> well done. Dignity, a plum, classic, well dressed Englishman. Charlie was all class. That is true. Yes. Nailed it right there to the core. Well done. Human metronome. Jack Flash, honky-tonk women. He was the jet fuel. My, what a delight. This has been Haiku Corner. Thank you, Imminent. Did you pick up on that one? Yeah, it was a haiku. It was a haiku! Yeah, I got it. Seriously, dude? (laughs) Seriously? (laughs) I mean... I love it. They're my new toys, and I'm keeping them. (laughs) Seriously? Okay. Okay, hey... Man, I am here as the guest permanent co-host. This is still your show. I mean, I'm I'm like Ron Wood. I'm the longest serving newest member. <laughs> exactly. I'm Ron Wood. You've been How in the band since 1976 I, and you're still the new I'm guy. I'm still the new guy. Since 1978. Yeah, you know, and I mean, but I was in the faces, so. And you're in the faces again. I am. Good for yeah. me. Yeah. Okay, so anyhow. Okay, so... um. Now we got to talk about something near and dear to yes, please do. Okay, imminent brewing, absolutely. Right? And you know, I've got this whole thing. Nothing has changed. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Delta variant is still out there. Cases in Rice County are still on the rise. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, I mean, not you know, it's not like a massive number, but it's 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 actually enough to to make Rice County one of the. Um, one of the one of the worst counties in the nation. As it's far worrisome. As, yeah, it's worrisome. Delta variant is, is it's a problem. So, if you are vaccinated, if you know what, either way, if you are vaccinated, if you are not vaccinated, please wear a mask. It's a good idea. What what have you? What's the harm? What's the harm really? Right. Exactly. Okay. Who knows? Maybe you'll save a life. Maybe it'll be your own. Even that. You know. <laughs> exactly. All right. So here we go. Dragon Squirrel IP Juicy IPA, mm-hmm. Canner River Pale Ale, Wolf Creek IPA, Tangerine Dragon Squirrel. That one's really good. 
Yeah. I act, yeah, that was really good. You gave that one to yeah. me, I think. That was yeah. delicious, man. Yeah, it's really good. It's gone, too. You know, <laughs> so I'm just saying. Go for the Gosa, which is going to be gone soon. Little R&R, the Raspberry Rhubarb Beer. Specialty beer. Pineapple Mountain Wheat. Question Mark Hill Wheat. Uh, did I say Honey Basil? Honey Basil. No, not yet. Uh, honey Basil, is, uh, which is my personal favorite. Except that as of tonight, Thursday... October, October. Wow. Well, it's because of that haiku corner thing. You're on such a rush that exactly, you know exactly. August 26th, the Oktoberfest is on tap, baby. The Oktoberfest really? and the brewing is back. So the keg is cacked it, or cracked or what? Or capped, capped or whatever. Sehr gut. Sehr yeah. gut. Yeah. Mm. It's good beer. Um. So we're now back into the time of like. Yeah. Meaty dark. It, yeah, exactly. We're we're starting to get back like in, into, the, into the know, hearty beers. There's, I like that kind of stuff. There's a porter that's coming too, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Good. Okay. So, food trucks this week. Tomorrow, uh, Kalo Taco Hut on Friday night. That's that's Maria's Taco Hut for for those uh, locally. And then Saturday, it's going to be Potter's Pasties. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing you got to understand, uh, or you, that you need to know. This is important information that needs to be uh, disseminated. Uh, disseminated. Imminent Brewing is closed this coming Sunday. Why? What? I, what? <laughs> what? 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 What do I do on Sundays then? We might have to do one of those pretty soon, I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably do. Uh, they are closing to take all the employees to a Twins game. It's an employee appreciation game. Really? Day. Yes. Oh, fa- well, great. I'll be there. Right, and so will I. Really? And it's my anniversary on Sunday, so my wife will be there as well. Wow. Yes. Well, then this is, I'm now looking forward to Sunday. Me too. Good. They're playing well, the Brewers. Yeah. And the Brewers are in first place in their division, or yeah. they were. Well, I think that they might be. Brewers are really good. Yeah, and Twins the Bucks aren't. already, you know, took the whole NBA thing, so. Yeah. The, Milwaukee. Yeah. Maybe, Mil- maybe it's. You know, remember a number of years ago, like the Boston New England area had like everything. Yeah, but that would then imply that the Green Bay Packers are going to win the Super Bowl. <sighs> yeah, the only the only team in the world that I hate more than the, the the Chicago White Sox. Yeah, is the Green Bay Packers. You know, I'm I'm starting to get indifferent on some of this stuff, and it's all you know. Doesn't, anyway, okay, I, so I'm, I'm so a lost soul. Closed on Sunday because okay. Going, okay. Well, that's good. That's that's good for all of you hardworking, eminent employees. This it's, is really nice of them. It, to do it's this. really you know it's, that's a, there's great owners that yeah, yeah. that operate this yeah. place, and I'm not just saying that because they're sponsoring the show and have now provided this lovely um, haiku corner musical moment as an intro and an outro i'm not just saying it because of that and it is a poetic brewery and okay there it is not only all that <laughs> they have jazz on saturday night really and not just any jazz like some world class jazz dave Hagedorn. it's it, okay. it's, it's a trio yeah. it's, it's a bass player a drummer and a vibes player okay mm, dave nice. Hagedorn, the vibes player um there are there are not and I and I'm what I say I'm not kidding when I say this. There are not more than ten people in this world who are recognized um, as a better vibes player than. Dave so it's going to be like a Lionel Hampton night. Exactly, okay, man. Good. Oh, and, and Dave's just Dave, Dave's just astonishing. That, oh, that's good. And that's Kevin's like an amazing night. bass player, and and they've got Greg Shooty playing drums. Who's a guy coming down from the cities who is a. Uh, 
a super well-respected uh, 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 drummer in the cities whom I've seen play a number of times. This is this is good stuff. Like good. this is, I swear to you, I'm not kidding. This is the kind of stuff you would pay a $50 cover charge to get into a jazz club in New York City yeah. to see these people play. And you can see them for free just at I, 7 o'clock on, on Saturday night at Eminem Brewing. Well, the, get there early then, right? Is that kind of the advice? Because well, you, you want to get there and get a decent spot? Well, and, and, because you and, can't and go wandering around they in are, minute, right? And, and they are they're enforcing capacity limits, too. Good. So, yeah, so, yeah, so don't be late. Yeah, exactly. And don't forget we're closed on Sunday. Yeah. So, But normally, Imminent Brewing is open 4 to 9 on Thursdays, 4 to 9 on Fridays, 2 to 9 on Saturdays, 2 to 7 on Sundays, just not this Sunday. Mm-hmm. And as always, all the information you need can be found on their website at imminentbrewing.com. Well, very nice. You know who I love? Um, me? Yes. Well, I mean. You know who I, else? I love you too, but. Uh, Chester Burnett. Oh, okay. Chester was amazing. Yeah. Do you know who I'm talking about? The name is real familiar. All of a sudden, I'm just kind of... He, he he had a working name that he worked on. He passed away a few years oh, ago. Oh, you're talking about Howlin' Wolf. Howlin' Wolf, baby. Okay. Wow. I you, love the see, wolf, you, man. See, you went with his... Okay, you got me there for a minute. Nice. Well done. And this is actually my there pick. Was, there, there, there was... Uh, uh, this band Little Feet, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the leader of, the, of Little Feet was a guy named Lowell George. Lowell George, yeah. And... Uh, uh, Whenever he was, whenever someone wanted to come and jam with the band, mm-hmm. he would always ask them one question: Are you familiar with the ways of Chester Burnett and McKinley Morganfield? Okay. McKinley Morganfield is, of course, Muddy Waters. Right. 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 If they understood what the hell he was talking about, then they could. They're play. cool. Yeah, but if he, they didn't, then they couldn't play. Yeah. So that was that. Well, and this this is a song that I picked. This is a version of I Ain't Superstitious, and it's from the Howlin' Wolf London Sessions. Yep. Now, the band on this is playing is, first of all, of course, we've got Charlie Watts on drums. Right. You've got Bill Wyman on bass. Yes. You've got Steve Winwood on keyboards, yep. and then you've got Eric Clapton playing lead guitar. Is, Winwood playing, is, is Winwood playing keys on this, or is he playing he's, guitar, he, too? He's Ah, uh, that's a good question. I'm no, I, I, I think I think he's playing keys because there's Helen is playing as well, and he, there's not room on this. For I, three, I three right, guitars. right, but I I guess I I haven't been paying much attention because I I not sure if I heard keys on the song or not. But yeah. well, anyway, would, this is the session. This is the band. Yeah, Those yeah, are yeah, the yeah. four guys. Yeah, yeah. And you know, yeah. you're right. Think though, about Steve that. Win- that's a, that's a pretty good pickup band. That's not bad. Helen Wolf, Steve Winwood, Eric Clapton, Bill Wyman, Charlie Watts. Yeah, and it's 1971 when this was cut. Yep. Um, so here's I Ain't Superstitious. And, it, you know, you want to talk about something? I was listening to this last night. Yeah. And I was playing it over and over. I was actually playing the whole album a number of times. This sounds like it could have been cut last week it does. in my mind. I, it's, it, it's, it absolutely does. It's timeless. It sound, and I'm sitting there thinking, this is uh, 50 years old? Really? It sounds like it came out, was recorded last week. Yeah, it's crazy. So, it's pretty cool. I Ain't Superstitious by Howlin' Wolf with Charlie Watts on drums. Well, I ain't superstitious But a black cat I've crossed my trail
Smooth 
from the 1989 Steel Wheels album that was the Rolling Stones with Almost Hear You Sigh. That, uh, my, uh, in my, my, my 20, yeah, 1989, I was 20 years old, my uh, sort of 20 year old uh, young adult drama filled life that was a that was a, a song i listened to quite a bit while i was in the process of breaking up with a girl and like breaking up with this girl mm-hmm. took like four months yeah just took well, forever but yeah that was and that actually, was that was like the third time we broke up yeah. yeah yeah anyway well this was one of my picks um the steel wheels album not great i remember when it first came out going oh i'm all over it and i loved everything about it because and i had what, what did i tell you about that album when when it first came out it's a really good ep it's one third filler. It is. Oh, yeah. at least e- yeah. it's not. I mean, Maybe Continental half. Divide is not a good, not a good song. Got exp- but anyhow, I always like this song. Um, first of all, because the bridge is beautiful when it opens up. This song to me is a good example of the crispness of how Charlie Watts would approach the snare because it's a very crisp hit that he has. The song is an is a really kind of bizarre song. The best way that I can describe it. When I hear it, I feel like I'm walking in a room, okay? Walking around a room, and it's all very visible and seen. And it comes to the bridge, and I feel like I'm walking around a hall. And then I round the corner, and then it comes back into the room that you were already in. Hmm. That's, that's kind of the feeling that I get in my head when I hear that, in the way that my ears hear that. That's, Interesting. That's how it works. Um, but Charlie Watts is crisp snare hit ties the whole thing and that forms the walls and the pathways for me okay all right so coming up next um yeah actually we you're you're right we have to talk about we have to talk about this is the elephant in the room okay and we got to get around to it keith richards is on record Mm -hmm. as saying that he would never ever play in the rolling stones if charlie watts was not the drummer right now they are scheduled to go on tour mm-hmm. in just a couple of maybe four weeks or something actually right? i think it's uh yeah it's in september okay and charlie had already pulled out of this uh this tour because of of health issues the dates had already been booked everything was in place instead of canceling the tour they brought in steve jordan who right, will be the is, drummer on he's going to be shows. the right choice he well, really is steve he jordan was in expensive wine was in, was in keith richard's solo band uh, the expensive winos, uh, also Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. He's the guy who mm-hmm. replaced uh, Stan for, Ridgway. Uh, not okay. Stan Ridgway. What's Ferone's. Uh, Steve Ferone. No, that's uh, oh. You know I'm getting Steve Jordan and Steve Ferone mixed up anyway. Yeah, not Stan Ridgway, but Stan, 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 Stan Lynch. Stan. Yeah. Okay. I'm like I'm following Stan Ridgway. What? <laughs> Stan Ridgway was from uh, Wall of Voodoo. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, okay. Feel the hot wind. You need to get some sleep I tonight, dude. I am so dude. You, tired, Rich, man. Rich is like, I'm trying to feed him like caffeine shots or I'm, something. I'm, and I'm, this I'm, is why I love coffee. I've actually been at. We're, we're we're in the office. It's quarter to ten. I've been here. Um, I've been here for s- going on seventeen hours today. Exciting radio, and this is why we have the <laughs> intro and outro to Haiku Corner because this is what happens when you don't get enough sleep. The question is, <laughs> okay, back to the big hand. So let's let's just make the assumption that they're not going to do the right thing and they're going to play these shows. If it was me, like if I could just say, guys, cancel this tour, I would. I, I would. So let's just assume they're not going to do. They're that, not going to do right, that. Right. Are the Stones done after that? Yes, I agree with you. Now. 
<laughs> well, because here's, here's right, the reason so, why they're not going to But will they, the will they keep playing together? Is, no. Is, yeah. No. I and mean, that just makes me really sad. Here's my take on this. The Rolling Stones, when they tour, it is such a monumental event. And this was originally scheduled a long time ago, you know, 2020. There are a lot of people that have a lot of time and energy and investment in yeah. this. Yeah. And there are promoters involved. There's guaranteed money. There's This is big. And so as a result of that, I think that you've got a public that goes, okay, Charlie Watts, I don't get it. So I would just want to see the Rolling Stones. I don't care about Charlie Watts. Kill me now. Yeah. But, <laughs> but at the same time. Folks, if you could see the look at his face. <laughs> I, you know, okay. They're going to go for the celebrity aspect of, oh, I've seen the Rolling Stones. No, and my answer haven't. is, no, you haven't. No. The last Rolling Stones show is not going to be the last show of this tour. The last Rolling Stones show has already happened. Right. It has. Yep. And that's it. Um, this is going to fulfill a bunch of things. And then when it's done, they'll probably do something quaint, which is put out a live album. Which um, they always do. Which they always do. And they'll dedicate it to the memory of Charlie Watts. And they'll say, you know, some, they'll do a bunch of tribute sets remembering Charlie Watts. And maybe they'll even do like a little jazz interpolation uh, at some point just for fun because Steve Jordan can pull it off. Yes, he can. Um, and then especially you've got their their bass player uh, used to play with Sting and the Blue Turtles. Um, oh, uh, uh is that is it my new catcher? No, 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 no that's who, a drummer. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's um, the bass player. Uh, uh, he used to play with Miles Davis, Weather Report. Um, damn, I'll think about it later. Um, anyhow, they they've he replaced Bill Wyman, who's been long standing with them. Um, big jazz guy too. Anyhow, so you've got the material for this. They're gonna go. They'll do the tour, but. There, I understand that the Stones had been doing some recordings. So there are some studio recordings with Charlie Watts, as I understand it, that are in the can that they've been working on. Um, they, had a, they had a song that came out during the pandemic called Ghost in This Town, which is really good. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, you'll see another Odds and Sods collection that's going to be, here's the final works of the Rolling Stones, and it'll be put out, and then they'll clean up stuff for a while. Um, but the Stones are done. They're done. I just cannot... It, Keith Richards is the soul. Mick Jagger might want to go and say, hey, let's do stuff. And, you know, that's the London School of Economics side yeah. of Jagger yeah. that's going to come out. But you're going to see the real gut and hearts of Keith Richards. And he's going to say, there's, there's just no way we can do it. We I have it. to believe at this point, because, you know, Paul McCartney is a billionaire. When Bowie died, he was a billionaire. I've got to believe that Mick Jagger, at least Mick Jagger, is a billionaire. And... <laughs> Keith has got to be mighty close to that too. And you know, my point is, is these guys are not going to starve to death. No, their their great 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 grandchildren will never starve to death. Right. And at some point, there's only so many yachts you can ski behind. Exactly. And so it, only so many tropical trees you can fall out of. <laughs> nice Keith Richards yeah. there. But 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 my point is, is at this point now you start trading money for legacy or legacy for money. Yeah. And I cannot see Keith Richards doing that. I Mick Jagger is going to play solo. He'll do whatever, and he'll do a Stones review thing. But I think that this is going to be the time where Keith is going to go and say, you know what, we've had one hell of a run. <laughs> they've had the best run of any band ever. Yeah. I'm I mean, not, not kidding. Like, they've been together 60 years. Yeah. I mean, the world's greatest rock and roll band. Yeah. I I could maybe see 
Jagger and Richards doing an acoustic album of just the two of them. Ick. It would exactly, Ick. exactly. I, it wouldn't necessarily, but you cannot call anything the Rolling Stones. The Rolling Stones are done as of yesterday. As of, um, I'd really, you know, really love Tuesday. to see another expensive Winos album. It could still. I these guys, you know, Keith. You and I talked about it. Keith Richards is going to outlive both of us. Well, he is. Here's here's the. Uh, this is my <laughs> point. We have abs- and like I think most of society has convinced itself that Keith Richards really is immortal. Like, mm-hmm. like he he's. He, I'm the, telling you, Gavin. He is. The, the Ga- my, my, Dan, yeah, Dan's son, son Gavin is is is. You want to say hi? Yeah. Hopefully this time you guys can actually hear me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um. The, the uh, Keith Richards has lived such a hard life and has done so many drugs in his life and not died. The theory is that only two things will survive a nuclear holocaust, and that's cockroaches and Keith Richards. <laughs> it's true. So, and so we, we, have act, and society, we have convinced ourselves that Keith Richards is immortal. Here's the thing. He's not. And one day he's going to die, and it's going to be the creepiest thing that's ever happened. Well, here, <laughs> no, like, he's going to no, he's going to die, but he's just going to come back. Well, well, that might actually... And, and I'm thoroughly convinced that, Rich, if, if what you're saying actually comes to pass it someday, yeah. I keep a bottle of unopened Oban scotch, it's a 14-year-old scotch, yeah. in my house for the emergency of when the world is going to end. <laughs> That's going to be it. the time when I crack open that bottle of Oban, when I'm convinced that all is lost, the world's going to end. If Keith Richards actually died... I know that that night I'm probably going to be opening that bottle of Oban because it's over, man. Right, right, <laughs> you right. know? Anyhow, not to yeah. be too gruesome yeah, yeah. because, well, you know, I mean, you know, geez, we, you know. But I, I, th- I think you and I are both uh, in, in agreement that, that you and I both think that they should just hang it up. Yeah, right they, now. This, they is, should, this is the time for the Rolling Stones to, to exit. Uh, they're going to be a messy exit anyway, but, you know, yeah, I, a they, little at, bit of to the, At this point, I mean, they've been po- playing out a string for a very, very, very yeah, long time, the but they're not limping to the finish line. No. If they keep going, out, then they're limping to the finish line. Yeah. And just don't don't do it, guys. Don't do it. So, uh, anyhow. I mean, not that <laughs> not that we expect the rolling, the, the band that made Exile on Main Street, not that we expect them to, to go out dignified. Right. In, no, fact, no. in fact, when Pete Townsend inducted him into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, he said, guys, don't go out with dignity because it wouldn't suit you. Right. But That was Townsend, wasn't it? Yeah, Pete Townsend. Yeah, yeah I, did, I just said Pete, didn't I? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I just want to make Townsend. it clear. Yeah, you know. yeah. Um, anyway, hang it up, guys. We love yeah. you, and hang well, it up. This next song is from, uh, is this from Satanic Majesty's? This is from, the, uh, at their Satanic Majesty's request. request. And, and this is another one of those songs uh, where they tried to go off and do something weird, and Charlie said, "No, we're going to make this a rock song." Exactly. Okay, I got here's here. We're going to give this van. We're going to play the song 2000 Light Years yep. from Home." Yep. I first heard this on the Steel Wheels tour in 1989. To be really? quite honest with you, that was when I first okay. heard it, and it was like I heard that they were going to do it, so I listened to to the album, and I went, "Wow, this is going to be an experience," and I loved it. I absolutely loved it, and so then when they played it, I was all ready for it. Gavin heard it for the first time on the way down here today. Yeah. So, Gav, what was your thoughts on this song? It's called 2,000 Light Years From Home. You were saying some funny stuff in the car about it. My brain feels like it's made of spaghetti after hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's the spaghetti serving up um, the Rolling Stones with 2,000 Light Years From Home. Um, 
Charlie Watts turned it into a rock, a rock and roll song despite uh, what Jagger and Richards thought. And here on 95.1 KYMN, The One.
What's the matter with you, boy? <laughs> I love that. That's, a, this that's is, a good song. I, that's so much fun. We were sitting there talking about it. First of all, you got Charlie Watts, who's just just playing his rock solid. rocket solid, yeah, yeah. and then you got Bill Wyman that's doing the disco. Bill Wyman's playing disco on that song. Yeah, it's all. Yeah, he's yeah. totally playing. And disco then on that you song. get Jagger's harmonica right. over the top at that right. intro bit, and right. then you know Woods and Richards instrumentally. Such a solid, yeah, fun yeah, groove, and yeah. it it moves, and it's sexy, and it's slinky, and then you get and Jagger really, just doing his really thing over top. Really, want to make Jagger's better vocal performance. It is. Too. It really is. Yeah, it's and pretty good. That's that's how um, uh, some girls opens, right? Is that the first track? I don't even. I don't even. How do I not know that? I'm pretty sure that that's how. I the think record it probably albums. does. Yeah. yeah, I think it probably does. Because that know. that whole record Scott is such a fantastic. Scott O'Connell's listening to this. Record. I know he's I mean, sitting you, there. Going, you guys oh, are just a guys, bunch of idiots. A bunch of putzes. <sighs> Sorry, Scott. Anyway, <laughs> um, well, folks, that's going to just about do it for this here edition of the weekly list. A uh, a a a a a. I don't know. It's just. It's another. You know, we got to stop this whole thing, Rich. We we were like the death merchants of of rock and roll. Actually, you in particular are because you're the one that always calls me and says, "Hey, guess what?" And I half the time I don't even want to pick up the phone anymore. <laughs> I sure as hell hope we're not doing another Stones show next week. No, by the way, Miss You does open uh, okay. right. some girls. Had to check and make yeah. sure. See, I was yeah. I got it right. So yeah. Scott O'Connell, okay. I haven't completely lost it. Yeah. All right, I'm I'm just the putz. Okay, <laughs> well, folks, that's gonna just about do it for this here edition of the weekly list. If you like the show and you want to hear more, you've got a lot of different ways you can you can listen to us. Uh, you can uh, tune in every Thursday night at ninety five point one, the one seven p.m. or after the Twins game, whichever comes first. Uh, you can uh, stream us off of our show page at uh, uh, kymnradio.net, where we have all of the. Uh, uh, past shows archived on that page. You can podcast us by looking for the KYMN Radio Podcast on all the platforms where you like to get your podcast, including Danny. Stitcher. Exactly. I love that. I, it's just fun, you know. <laughs> or you can just find us on Facebook under the weekly list uh, where I post every new show every Friday morning. Yeah. Um, and that's very nice. That's a that's a wonderful public service. I, I, I do what I can. And while you're uh, uh, while you're on Facebook, you should go like the KYMN Radio Facebook page ninety five point one the one, and uh, you should also go like the Imminent Brewing Facebook. page. No, no doubt. Yes. Hashtag shameless plug. Well, yeah, it, of well, course. Yeah. yeah, dude, this is, dude, this is, <laughs> this is this is what we do. It's Come not on. show friends; it's, it's show, show business. That's <laughs> right. It's, yeah, so, all right. I couldn't resist. Yeah, I know. Okay. I understand. So, so here's tonight. This is going to be a first. I mean, we've talked about. There's a couple songs that have been played more than once on the weekly list. Yeah, Africa was one. Africa's one. Heroes by David yes, Bowie. Yes, that's the, the most, most played, played song. Most played. And but this next song is charging up fast because well, this is a very big first because we played this song last week yes we did so this is the first time that a song has been played in two consecutive weekly list shows but two if you're if you're gonna play a show uh do a show uh about charlie watts you have to play gimme shelter there, there's no two ways around it. and again this is still my favorite stone song and, and it probably is mine too yeah and again 
last last week as I was driving home, I'm listening to the show. Yeah. You know, I'm listening to the rough mix down so that I can hear it and just make sure yeah. that we yeah. didn't screw I do it the up. Same thing. You know, I, it's I, it's I, kind of important. I do the same thing. And, and I was listening to it as I'm driving home through the cities, and "Give Me Shelter" comes on, and all of a sudden I got all of the creeps because <laughs> you know it's the middle of the night right. by the time I get home, right. and I'm like, uh, right. I was glad to hit my garage. So let's let's. Is an appropriate response. Sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So let, let, let's break down the uh, the elements of this song for a second. Last week we spent most of our time talking about Mary Clayton. Yes. Who you know is proof for some people that the proof of God. Right. You're right. Okay. There's there's Keith's guitar mm-hmm. on this on this song, which is um, creepy. Creepy is a good way to describe creepy, it. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, there's Mick Jagger. You know, it, it's funny because he he, uh, he 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 created the the character of the devil for sympathy for the devil. Mm-hmm. In but there's Mick Jagger singing the song like he is the freaking devil. Yes, this the, sounds like Hellhounds on, yeah, on it. Really you know, does to some degree, and I just kind of I guess thinking about it now, there's a little bit of some Robert Johnson coloring oh, on here. Yeah, you know, Hellhounds yep. on my trail, stones in my stones in my pathway. Yep. They, that kind of feel, yeah. but much more electric and much more late night, much more urban. Um, Burns like a red coal carpet. Yeah, darkness. Yeah, is this is a haunted song? Right. And then and then right in the middle of it. You've got Charlie Watts coming at you like a demon. Yeah. I, it, yeah. This is forceful drumming. Yeah. This is, is forceful power. That uh that that tom fill he's got in, mm-hmm. in in the in the chorus is it's just one of the it really is it's one of the great moments in rock and roll. Yeah. And I mean the and I think some of it has to you talked about how he positions he holds his hands like a jazz and actually like if you were in high school band and you learned yeah. how to play snare this is how you play it where yeah. you're you're holding your right hand straight on, and your left one is kind of more cradled. Right. So the 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 bo- the palm of your hand is facing upwards, yep. and you're kind of playing that way. And for the, him to get that kind of power with that snap, imagine how strong his left wrist is yeah. to do that. I mean, yeah. you really have to do it. It's easier to go from the top, but to go from the the right. side as it's a tough. smack, you've got a tough wrist. Yeah, you've got Stuart Copeland wrists. You've got, yeah. yeah. Well, you have Charlie Watts wrists. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean... Yeah, it's true. And the guy played all the way to the end, really. Yeah. And, you know, 80-year-old guy, and he's still whacking this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, he he was. Rest in peace, Charlie Watts. I mean, this you're, you're a beautiful drummer. Um, you were the heartbeat of the Rolling Stones, and you're going to be missed. I'm, I'm I can't quote, believe it. I quote Mick Jagger. What will I? What will I do without you? I can't believe you're gone. Yeah. I like I, I I I posted on Facebook yesterday. I don't want to live in the world without Charlie Watts. I'm gonna to have to figure this out now. Yeah, like I, this is the the Rolling Stones, one of one of the cornerstone bands of my music listening life. Mm-hmm. It, it's done. Yeah, it's over. Well, you know, so. Thanks, Gavin. <laughs> uh, all I can say is God bless Charlie Watts. God bless the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Um, yeah God. So many God bless you, Charlie Watts. In, in, indeed. So we'll, uh, we'll end you with the um, first track off of Let It Bleed from 1969. This is Give Me Shelter. We love you, Charlie Watts. Yeah. Thank you for everything you did. We'll talk to you guys again. Uh, well, actually, thanks for, for listening.
This is Jeff Johnson. Join me for the KYMN Morning Show, weekdays 6 to 9, right here on your radio station, KYMN Northfield. Thanks for listening to this KYMN radio podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast or found it interesting, consider leaving us a review and sharing this podcast on social media. You can find more podcasts like it on our website, kymnradio.net, or wherever you get your podcasts, simply by searching the KYMN Radio Podcast. And of course, you can listen to us live on 95.1 FM, 1080 AM, and on our website. KYMN is your home for real radio, true variety. 